The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone. Are you one of those people that you're high one day, high on life, all is going well, and the next thing you know, you're in a funk? Have you been seeking different ideas and tools that you can use to help you overcome that funk? Well, we brought in an expert on the intentional spirit today to offer personal and practical advice and strategies for reigniting your spirit and taking charge of your life, Barry Foster. Welcome to our show, Barry. It's so great to have you. Uh, thank you, Temple. Um, it's always an honor to be here. I'm excited. Thanks. Well, you know, it's uh, it's also true that, you know, having done this show now like five years, um, you are one of our favored uh, guests. So I really uh, was looking forward to this as, as well. Um, I know that um, I know your story about how you got on the path of becoming an intentional spirit, but you do everything with intention from a uh, dedicated bicyclist that you get up when most people are going to bed <laughs> and do your bicycling, um, your dedicated husband with a successful marriage of 40-plus years. Um, you live by intention. Is that something that your parents were good at teaching you, or how did that develop in your life of being intentional and on purpose? Well, I'm, I'm not sure um, if I spool all the way back to living at home um, up until um, I was 18. Um, and then I got uh, drafted in the service, so um, I spent four and a half years. Uh, I am a, I'm a veteran, Vietnam veteran, and um, I'm not sure if there was a, a moment in in my past when I could say that I could define and put my finger on the fact that everything I was doing um, was intentional. Um, I guess I was probably always like that. Uh, I I grew up in a home that was um, that was loving. Um, yet regimented and strict. Um, everyone had their opportunity to, to to do the laundry and to make your bed and to do dishes and to be on time um, and to treat everyone um, with respect. Uh, my um, my upbringing was a, a um, blue-collar um, kind of. My dad was a factory worker, and uh, my mom spent most of her time um, at home. And um, I was always driven to have have goals and to um, and to have uh, back then it was goals. Today it is what is your purpose and your passion, and we can certainly chat about that um, as as we go forward. But as far back as I can remember, and especially today, 
Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I usually have my day laid out in front of me. Uh, my intentions are to, uh, to just live, um, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would like others do unto you, um, and, and to just be a genuinely um, good person, whether it was a good student or whether it was a, a good military person, um, a good father, good husband, um, to be a good son, uh, to be a good citizen. And um, so I would, I would have to think that it was, it was intention was always sort of baked into me, even though I'm not sure I could have defined exactly um, what I was doing as um, intention, probably more purposeful than intention. Well, you know, um, coaching and being a, a coach is is such a buzzword, you know, today. Um, and there are many people that have a card that they are a coach carrier, if you will. Right. And yet, uh, through my knowledge of you and your history and through uh, your website, everyoneneedsacoach.com, there's some kind of formula that you've happened to pra- been practicing or are knowledgeable about that uh, you've always been a success as a coach. Do you have any secrets that you would share? Because we do have a lot of listeners that they are wanting to further their professional development. Is there any uh, philosophical magic, uh, strategic marketing magic how how did you get to be so successful at what you do well uh, first off thank you for that um, uh, success um, typically is not something that you just happens by accident um, again that happens on purpose it happens with a strategy and and, and with a plan um, and and as I described to uh, many of my career transition clients or anyone that, that I get involved with, is that I suggest to them that you just don't trip over a rock and end up at the top of Mount Everest. There is a lot of work and effort that goes in um, sandwiched in between. Um, and if I could put my thumb on one thing uh, that I practice what I preach, and that may be um, something that's um, a successful point for me uh, because I can sort of, I can talk with a sense of confidence and a sense of, of courage about things that other people are going through because I've probably gone through that myself in some form or fashion uh, because everything we do, especially as coaches, it all starts with us. So uh, I know that um, I cannot help someone get the best and most out of themselves until I can get the best and most out of myself. So living on my laurels or um, not being involved in continuous uh, improvement uh, has, has, never, has never worked for me. I, I really must get down and do some heavy lifting of my own so that I can help guide or support um, coach, um, mentor, um, assist um, others um, in, um, in in finding in finding their way. They have to see inside themselves um, first. 
And if there's a, um, a piece in there that seems to be a strand of my DNA, if you will, I love to get to the heart of a matter. I, I like to help folks see things um, for the real perspective and the real truth that they have in front of them. Um, there is also, I believe, a, um, a connectivity uh, that two people have when, um, when one of them really knows you care about them. Um, our relationship between you and I, Temple, the first time we met, you and I had that connectivity because I sat there and I said, here is a person that I know genuinely and authentically cares about me. And that connection is almost, I'm going to say impossible, but it's very difficult to break once that happens. So I think getting to the heart of the matter and having um, a strong connectivity, really caring about someone else, is part of, I would believe, the foundation to, you use the term success, um, it's part of what I use as my fulfillment. I have um, a lot of fulfillment in the coaching that I do, and, um, and I think other people can feel that. The other term I use, and I think you've probably heard me use this before, is mojo. And um, it's my mojo. And uh, mojo is that positivity. It's that passion. Uh, that's that, it's that energy that you have inside of you that other people can feel, and they want you or want it around them. And that you have, you know, you do have that, that, that mojo. Uh, you know, many years ago, I, I learned this statement um, for a number of years when I traveled as an international motivational speaker. I was, I would be in a position that I thought, how fortunate am I that I will be able to teach these people, you know, what I know. Um, but what came out of that is always what's true. Uh, is what I was taught and what I was able to learn in a different way because I was actually teaching it instead of just, you know, in, embellishing myself as a student of it. There is a difference. Right. Um, but that being said, I, I learned that uh, mantra, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's a very authentic um, core that can happen uh, with two people. Um, I had that happen one time of somebody that, you know, wanted to represent me in the speaking circuit. And from the moment that first conversation started, it was all about, all about her, all about what she knew what to do and all about the things I needed to do or needed to have done while never even asking me or knowing anything about my history, where I'd been, what I had done, what I had already had happen. You know what I mean? And so Absolutely. that fundamental piece of, well, obviously you're doing this for you, not for me, from that first step started, that that moment and that disconnect that I felt that, oh, well, you know, you're interested in what you're doing and what you've done, you have no idea what I've done. 
you know, right. and really about uh, 20 minutes of this 35-minute conversation, I was kind of thinking to myself, <laughs> is is not even real because I've done all the things already you've told me that I need to go and do. So uh, that is a fundamental uh, piece of that, I think, from the get-go. And, and yes, that is a quality that, that you carry and other coaches need to carry. They're too quick with telling people, oh, here's what I'm going to do for you, <laughs> without really knowing who the person is, you know, what their history is, what their objections are, what their, their issues are, you know, if you will. And, um, you know, you, you hit on some of the real um, high points here. When relationships um, are built, and, um, and, and I first meet with someone, um, just the fact that I want to know a lot about them, ask a lot of questions, uh, and, um, and, and understand, as you said, who they are, what they do, but most importantly, why do they do that? And, and in, in many cases, what we talk about um, is the doing as opposed to the being. So you, you get into a conversation with somebody and you ask them all the doing questions. What do you do? How do you do it? Where have you been? You know, um, you might want to ask them about, about careers or, you know, or jobs or all of these kinds of things. And, and, and th- that is the doing part. Yes. And, and, and I believe we connect as human beings, not human doings. We connect on the being level um, much deeper, and we become mar- far more effective um, for each other, if you will, if we're at the being level. How do you feel? How do these things make you feel? Share with me, share with me your thoughts. And... Um, and, and why would this be whatever it is to you? And, and if you come from a position of you all the time, and, um, and, and my work is purely about my clients, mm. if I do well for them, if I do everything I can possibly do um, from a position of significance as opposed to success, it's that it's it's that whole concept around success versus significance, where success is all about me. Um, can I provide just enough so that I can give you an invoice and you're going to hand me a check? That's success, and I was always very very good at being able to do that. But then I was able to graduate um, and move up to the very next level, uh, which is the level of significance which means that it's all about you. And if I pour my being into assisting and helping you be a better you, I will get my just rewards later on. But I've got to focus on you right now. We have to focus on you. And I think that's a, a key point that, um, that you're making. It's so crucial. It absolutely, you know, is is just so um, so significant. I want to take this time to thank all of you for your 
unwavering support for Unity Online Radio and your contributions. We truly are the voice of an awakening world. We are in countries, about 132 countries now. It's so exciting, and it's because of all of you that are listening, that see value in what we do, and sharing, downloading our our shows, and then sharing them with your friends on social media. Take the time during our break to go to everyoneneedsacoach.com to learn more about Barry Foster. And when we come back, we're going to address his book, Overcoming Your Funk. We'll be right back. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
And welcome back, everyone, and what a pleasure to be talking with Barry Foster. We're looking at ways to be effective as a coach, as a role model. Uh, one of my favorite sayings, in order to make a difference, you must be willing to be different. And role modeling today has become something very unique and, in my humble opinion, desperately needed in our society. We have a lot of people coaching and using cliches and teaching. Um, and as Barry alluded to, not walking the talk, not having that healthy house inside. And, and Barry supports a lot of people with overcoming their funk um, by some of the wisdom and practical applications that he offers to really support people in taking charge of their life. Um, Barry, how did uh, the book Overcoming Your Funk uh, give us a little background? How did it come into being? Well, uh, back, uh, I was, um, um, I was already, um, through and had overcome my funk, um, and was back to, um, really enjoying, um, life again, um, uh, growing in myself, um, I had greater awareness, and I have a, a friend of mine, um, who lives down in, um, uh, southern Florida, and she and I used to get together from time to time. So uh, she and I made an arrangement to um, uh, to meet um, up near um, Venice, Florida, and we found this kind of funky, if I can use that word, backwater um, restaurant. It was uh, they rented canoes and kayaks and on um, on the Mayaka River. Um, it was just a, a splendid place to be. Really quiet um, to ourselves. So we had lunch, and um, and Valerie uh, and mentioned to me, she says, you know, she says, I have an idea for how I want to write a book. She says, and I really need um, someone to kind of model me through and, and help me through this this first book of mine. She wrote an e-book, but she'd never really written a book, hardcover book, um, for public sale. So I said, well... Uh, I have a thought, I have a book in me, uh, but I'm not really a writer. I think I can author it. Um, So if you and I hook up together, uh, maybe we could use your model um, and uh, and we could then um, produce a book. And um, and she thought, and that's where it started, right? Over over a hot dog or something, we, um, we decided that, uh, we would try that. Um, we went through the process for model, um, and today we've got uh, the book "Overcoming Your Funk." Wow! Oh. Uh, it, it was a um, um, it was an awesome experience um, to be able to uh, write the book um, with her. Um, and if I may, um, the process that she used um, was eighteen two-hour phone interviews where I laid out eight or nine or ten ideas on a sheet, emailed it off to her, and then she would interview style, um, interview me, uh, take the entire recording, have it transcribed, um, and then we edited it. And we ended up with Overcoming Your Funk, uh, nine chapters, um, along with um, um, the resources, and um, and and then 
created uh, what I labeled as the practical advice and strategies um, for reigniting your spirit um, and taking charge of your life. That's how the book got created. Well, I'm so grateful that it did. It is a... It's a great book, and I would encourage everyone to have it as a must. It's part of your library and, and as we say all the time, tools rather than rules in which you can get to know a greater side of yourself. Um, give us some ideas, uh, Barry, that are beneficial, some techniques or thoughts that people will get by getting the book. Okay. A, um, uh, first off, a funk really doesn't have to be um, a clinical um, depression um, kind of a feeling or a place where someone is. A funk can be uh, a career funk. Um, it could be um, just a personal funk that we're in. Um, as I've defined a funk, it's the, the state or a condition of being unsatisfied or unfulfilled, uh, being uncomfortable, it's, things are unpleasant, uh, the world seems to be confusing, um, or uh, a feeling of I just don't want to be dot, 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 either here or I don't want to be feeling like this. Uh, you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. Um, all of that uh, can be defined um, as, a, uh, as a funk. And... Uh, rule number one, and when I got discovered, if I may use that word, that I was in a funk, uh, the first rule that you have to do is you have to admit that you're there. So rule number one is, is that you have to admit that I am in a funk. And here's what it is. Here's how I'm feeling. Uh, then you need to take ownership of that. No one else got you there but you. It wasn't the economy, and it wasn't my relationship, um, and it's not my boss. Uh, it's not my husband, wife, family, extended family. It's no, one, it's no one other than ourselves. We have to take ownership of the fact that we got ourselves there. The next thing that we uh, need to do is we need to reach out. And as Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem at the same level you created it. So we have to reach out, and, um, and, and I did. Um, I reached out to uh, other coaches that I knew, um, certainly my primary coach, Dr. Rossini from Illinois. I reached out to him, and, um, and it's time to really open up, um, be honest, put it out, be candid, put it out on the table. Um, that you are in a funk um, and that you are prepared or you are ready to get ready to make the changes uh, that, um, that you're going to need to make. So those are the, those are the first and primary steps uh, that, that I took, that I learned, I'm going to say through trial and error. Um, it takes some self-discipline. It takes the willingness to change. It takes the desire to be able to look in the mirror and to see something that you see on the surface um, 
and look deeper inside and recognize the fact that down deep inside, you're still the same wonderful, um, loving, intelligent, charismatic um, person uh, that you have always been. All of your skills and talents and expertise are still there. They might be trapped, but they're still in there. And you have to be able to, uh, to, to see that. You have to be able to believe in yourself enough where you can see the end product that you're going to create, and then you're going to work hard, and I mean hard, every single day uh, to make that picture, that end result, come clearer and clearer and clearer to you uh, every single day. So, so those are the initial steps one needs to take. A, admit that you're in a funk. B, take ownership of the fact that you got yourself there, wherever it is. Uh, and C, um, you need to reach out to others. They'll give you, um, primarily you want to reach out to somebody that you know, love, or trust. And, uh, and they will start to give you um, some candid feedback. They will start giving you a hand. Uh, they will start to guide and assist. They will support. Um, you know, they can sponsor. Um, and whatever the funk is uh, that you're trying to, uh, to get out, to get over, get beyond, um, you can get beyond it. Well, one of the things that, you know, we we look at and we talk about and, and we share with people when it comes to, you know, being your best self and and being reignited in your spirit is to have the kind of people in your boat that will be uh, confrontive, that will be real, um, that will share with you when you are coming across being off, you know, when that emotional body has you, like, grabbed, you know, like, oh, gosh, you know, and you're you're so in it that at some level you're almost unconscious of it. Right. So with your, with the A part, I think that is important to develop in our, our marriages, our, our closest relationships, that permission and comfortability to be able to receive data um, that we're not, uh, like you said, you're not in denial about it, but you're willing to take a look at it. You know, when somebody reaches out and says, you know, you've been, you've appeared to me lately to be, I don't know, there's something going on. And rather than be reactive and shut it down, the willingness to look at it, to keep that opening, to to realize the kind of energy or courage or whatever that it took for them to tell you in the first place, you know. And because um, I've had those moments, I'm sure you have too, you know, that your initial reaction is, oh, no, I'm all right, you know. But yet to take it to heart and then go into a inner place and go, wow, you know, I, I am a little off energetically or or spiritually or I can really tell I'm not doing my exercise or way too many carbs or, you know, whatever. That 
that big picture. So, yeah, and you know, and I um, um, to to kind of add in between um, a couple of things there. Um, one of the things that was always, I'm going to say, um, a strong point of mine was that I felt bulletproof. I felt as though in, you know, in my life, um, I had done well. Um, I've made great choices. I, um, I was able to achieve the kinds of things that I had uh, put out in front of me. Uh, and my particular funk um, was very insidious. It crept up on me ounce by ounce from a weight standpoint. Um, it crept up on me beer by beer from an alcohol standpoint. Um, it crept up um, energy erg by energy erg um, for losing uh, the lust um, that I had for life. Um, and eventually, I got to this point um, where um, I no longer felt bulletproof. I, I sat in a chair one evening. It was a July evening. And I said, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't be like this anymore. And the language was important. And um, rather than say, I can't do that, I will not do this. Because it's your will that will uh, make that first step. A lot of folks will say that a thousand-mile journey begins with the first step. Um, and I would like to go even first before the first step is the thousand-mile journey begins with the six inches between your ears. Mm. And, um, and so one of the questions and the great point you just brought up is that when I did ask others for their candid and honest um, immediate input, um, I had to then become vulnerable. Um, when, when we stand there defensive, oh, really? Well, I don't feel that way. And um, somebody else would say something, well, I don't, I don't really feel all that overweight. And, well, my diet isn't all that bad. Um, and, you know, I, I do push my lawnmower around the yard, so I do get some exercise. You know, um, uh, I wasn't so quick to do that. Um, I felt very vulnerable. Um, I no longer felt bulletproof. And my question to them was, really? Tell me more. Describe for me more. Give me the picture that you see. And, um, and I know that that picture, in my mind, that six inches, is a picture of yesterday. It is not a picture of tomorrow. And the only thing that I have is the here and now to make tomorrow happen. I can't change yesterday. And, um, um, and so slowly but surely, just as um, I'm going to use the word insidious as the funk began, um, it takes small steps and little things that you have to keep doing over and over and over again um, to get new thoughts, to get new habits, uh, to get a new feeling of yourself. Um, and um, one of my chapters uh, that we talk about um, is To Thy Own Self Be True. Um, and every day when you wake up, 
you've got your intention for that day is to be better than you were yesterday. Cleaner, eat better, more exercise, get the power walks in, think better about yourself. The cool thing about this process is that this whole time, I am coaching people on how to affect their lives. My ability as a coach, my skills, expertise, my talents as a coach and caring about someone else has now become even sharper because now I'm back to caring more about me. Mm. And so while you're in your funk, you do not lose your essence. It's just buried inside away. Mm. I love it. I love it. What's coming through me is because it's just how my mind works is get up off of that thing and move to make you feel better. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Get up off of that thing. Call a coach. You'll feel better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Put a little rap in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. What it's all about is to just have that. That one one shift, it's like I was saying um, this past week, as long as you have a craving, you will always feel you need saving, and, and that is the truth. Um, people, individuals have no idea how enslaved they are by the different cravings that they have, um, whether it's sugar, uh, carbohydrates, um, other types of addictions like you were talking about, uh, the beer days or, or whatever. It may be sexual addictions. I mean, there are, there are many, but they definitely create a vulnerability that is so in the way of empowerment. Um, and, it, and often I think that some of the, um, ways in which you are alluding to, you know, of walking through life and various types of a funk, um, it, to me, it's like people are able to get by, you know, they're able to have a good life, yet they have no idea with a little bit of willingness with just to change 10% here and 10% there, what they could really become. It's so different. It's kind of like you witness with a person that um, pre, uh, when they're smoking versus post-smoking it's like night and day energetically they're different um assertiveness they're different their vibration how they're different it is amazing to see that yeah and um you know to that end um we always feel better um, when we've conquered something Mm. and the um uh, the opportunity to be able to, whatever it is that your 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 funk or your addiction or whatever whatever demon um, you know you're you're trying to wrestle with, um, you know, positive mental attitude, a positive being, uh, what I call being above the line, being in solution mode all the time, absolutely feeds on itself. Mm. And and if I'm going to obsess about anything, I'm going to obsess um, about optimism, about being positive. Uh, I've been known to be a serial optimist um, with no patience. 
which simply means that um, I want something positive to happen, and I want it to happen right now. And um, and that is part of uh, the, the the mojo that I carry, um, which just keeps getting, which energizes me, which is sort of my nuclear fuel that keeps me positive, keeps me energized, keeps me above the line, keeps me in solution mode. And as we say, as a human being, there are times when I might get below the line, but it's okay to get there. It is not okay to stay there. And so once I catch myself either being angry or or frustrated um, or uh, I'm getting ready to point the finger um, because it's somebody else's fault um, or uh, I'm in denial, something happens that's not solution or above the line positive, um, I immediately um, switch my intent, my mindset to up, got to get above the line, I've got to get solution oriented, and I have to stay there. And, um, and so it's, um, it's interesting. It says um, uh, one of the things um, that I've mentioned before is that our resistance to change old habits However self-destructive, starts with a deep change in mindset. And there are a lot of things that uh, people um, I used to do uh, that were fairly self-destructive uh, and uh, that I, I, I will not um, go back there again. Um, every single day, um, I, 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 thank, uh, I thank God for the fact that, that I am here, I'm strong, I'm positive. Um, uh, my mantra um, is um, um, I make a profound, positive, and significant difference in people's lives every day, and that is something that I must and I obsess over of achieving every single day. That's very powerful. Take the time today, everyone, to go to Everyone Needs a Coach as we're talking to Barry Foster. As you're benefiting from these types of conversations that we're having, go to firstunity.org or templehaze.com. I'd love to have you join us in the work that we're continuing to do, not only local, but in the world. We'll be right back as we talk and get some more wisdom from Barry Foster. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. 
Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. Well, we're learning great tools today about overcoming our funk, because we're talking about the book, Overcoming Your Funk, uh, Practical Advice and Strategies for reigniting your spirit and taking charge of your life bingo electricity works but you got to turn the power on so barry uh, one of the things that i alluded to earlier is how you uh you know are riding a bicycle in the morning uh while most people are still deciding to 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 go to bed and you are very committed uh and do marathons and everything else um I think you join me in the conversation. I think it's a strong conversation that, that you model is age is nature. Being old is not natural. I, I agree. Um, I agree a thousand percent. And you work um, with clients, don't you, Barry, and, and helping them understand that it's a belief system and um, ways that they have uh, limited their possibilities? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went through a certification called recareering, and um, one of the things that we had to do during that certification was we had to come up with um, a mantra phrase um, that had something to do with the topic around recareering. So um, my, uh, my mantra for the course um, was, uh, the quantity of my life is behind me. The quality of my life is ahead of me. Mm. And, uh, and, and I truly, truly believe that. Um, what I have done um, to date um, is added at the end of that, so the quantity of my life is behind me, the quality of my life is ahead of me, and I am aging perfectly. And, um, and I say that, um, because I do take, uh, I change my nutritional plan. Um, I'm, I'm very clean on what I consume. Um, I exercise. Um, I, I am CrossFit, so um, I do running, as you've mentioned. Um, I just completed a half marathon um, over, the, um, um, over the weekend. Um, and I'm proud to say that I took third in my age group, which is 64 to 69, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, way to go. 60, and at 67 years young, uh, you know, um, I took um, a third out of seven, but the winner of our age group was the oldest person in it, and, um, and he ran just an extraordinary race, and, mm. um, um, and my hat goes off, you know, goes off to him. So the, so the issue becomes this whole thing. Um, around mindset. Uh, we talk about a lot of the career transition work uh, that I do is, is maybe I'm talking to somebody who's in their encore career. That might be their second encore career. And what's interesting 
is to have someone sitting there saying, um, this is a quote, why would anyone want to hire a 62-year-old? Well, um, as I suggested to them, if that's your thinking, then you're absolutely right because you are what you think about. No one would want to hire this 62-year-old. Nobody wants to hire somebody who is um, old and aging uh, and, um, and doesn't seem like they're enjoying things, etc. What I suggest is that when you go to interview, when you're in conversation, you need to be youthful. You need to be spirited so that when you're sitting across the table from someone, they're sitting there thinking to themselves, I wonder how old this person is. I would say late 50s, maybe early 50s. And I get that all the time. And it's not because I necessarily look mid to late 50s. It's because I am being late to mid 50s. I am Mm -hmm. at least 10 years younger than my years. um, And I'm youthful and I'm spirited. Right. And, And that's what somebody, that's that mojo, that's what somebody wants around them. I want to hire this person um, because they're youthful, they're spirited, they've got mojo. Of course we can do the job. Most of the time we're told, well, you're overqualified, and, um, <laughs> uh, which is a nice way of saying um, we can't discriminate on age, uh, but you're overqualified. My question to them is, you mean I bring too much to the job? I bring too many assets to the job. I can do too much for you. And um, so the, um, the whole mindset issue around this, my father always used to say, he said, you know, um, um, growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. I and love so that. The, say that again. Um, growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Mm. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and what a, what a wise note for us to settle into and to end on, really. Um, I've been speaking with, uh, Barry Foster. We are talking about a professional coach of many years, a tremendous success. And go to his website, everyone needs a coach.com. You can find his book there, Overcoming Your Funk. Uh, Barry, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being with us. You've touched so many people and changed so many lives. And, and my hat goes out off to you. You truly are a role model in every way. And I, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Uh, they always say that the most ideal is to be able to say the world's a better place because we have lived in it. And you are one of those people that can clearly say that. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. I am grateful um, and deeply honored. Thank you, Temple. God bless you. And God bless you, everyone. Continue to strive towards more of an amazing life. Remember, anybody can be ordinary, but we miss out on all the extra to be extraordinary that the universe has in store for us. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, 
with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? 
Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.